on this episode of Japan 2.0. I'm obsessed with that place, and I don't know if it's a nostalgia thing from like my trips out here. I found it. To be honest, I found it and thought it was like a one-off, like independent cafe. You know, I thought this place is so cool. The chocolate croissants are amazing. And we are recording. That's right. We are recording at night about mornings in Japan. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of ironic like that. It's kind of funny. We tend to record our episodes and then post them out of order <laughs> and, and things record like that. Times, yeah, yeah, yeah. Record at weird times, especially when we're talking about things that are the opposite, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, we'll re- uh, record about Tokyo from Osaka. That's right. <laughs> or we'll record about mornings in Japan at nighttime. That's right. So, yeah, um, this episode, much needed uh, because mornings in Japan are kind of one of those nuanced things that probably other people aren't really talking about much, but probably should be talked about because they're pretty different from the West. David, yes, sir. are you a morning Matthew? person? Um, How do you consider yourself? Do you consider yourself a morning person? Because I'm more and more a morning person the older I get, but I, I'm not a full-on morning person. If I didn't have a son and I wasn't wasn't working, comfortable time for me to wake up would be like nine o'clock. However, having a younger son, having a job, today was Saturday. Woke up at six forty-five, just mm. naturally. Yeah, that so, tends to happen. Am I, am I a morning person? <laughs> yeah. Would you qualify uh, as a morning person? Well, I'm, I'm definitely a morning person. I was person. out of bed at 6.45, yeah, not uh, just like laying there. To my wife's uh, chagrin, you know. Mm. Like, uh, I, I do tend to wake up a lot earlier, especially if I have to work. I'll, I like to have some time before I have to leave the house. Mm-hmm. I don't like waking up and just rushing out the door. running out the door. I like sitting down for a minute, looking at Twitter or To me, the rushing out the door thing drinking feels, coffee. feels amateurish. I feel like I'm 16 years old all over again. I feel like to be an adult, you got to like have a slow morning. Yeah. I mean, there's something romantic about running down the street and putting on your tie, right? You know, but no, I don't no, want to do that. No, I don't want to no, do that no, anymore. No. Yeah, I'm not that kind of a person. But well, even, I think it just in general, I like to get up early. I like to do things early. Mm. I like to get out early. But um, there's one big hurdle with that, especially when you live in Japan. Yeah, there's nothing going on mornings <laughs> in Japan. Literally, very, very little is open and. If you want to go to any kind of establishment, you're in trouble. So you got to be creative with what you're going to do in the morning. I remember my first trip to Tokyo. Uh, I was, you know, I had this itinerary of all these things I wanted to do. And I thought, oh, yeah, I'll get up at 7 in the morning. I'll hit up this place and this place. And I'll have breakfast. Then I'll go to these all these locations. And I found out really quickly that I'd go from one location to the next. And everything was closed. There was no one on the streets. You can't find your way around because all of the shops and businesses have um, these great shutters. Or shutters so you can't use landmarks because yeah. it looks a little different. And um, and it's kind of like out of The Walking Dead or something. There's like nobody yeah. around. I mean, the cities here are just so you know, packed and feel like big cities with skyscrapers and stuff. But yeah, it's just like dead. 
But granted, like a lot of people are on the trains and going to work. So like businesses are open, but not like establishments where you can spend money. Yeah, yeah. You can't really do shopping. You could do a little no. eating, but not very much. Yeah. And then um, the craziest one is coffee, right? Yeah, coffee. That, that's insane. Weird. Like yeah. Japan has a strong coffee culture. We'll probably have to do an episode on cafes soon. Um, but you're stuck with Starbucks, which is horrible. I hate it. You know. Well, there's a, Starbucks. there's another type of cafe that you could go to, and they're typically open. Uh, they open early as well, and that's a Kisaten. Really? They're open early? And they'll tend to open around 7 o'clock really? in the morning, so that if you're awake earlier than that, you might be out of luck. But okay. if you wake up around 7, um, good. you could go to a Kisaten, but they come with their own dangers as well. Yeah. <laughs> One being secondhand smoke. Yeah. Uh, they're kind of famous for... People sitting at uh, guys in business suits sitting around reading a newspaper and smoking. Yeah, um, if, if you live here, you know I don't think Kisitens are like a long-term local hangout. But if you're visiting Japan, you should definitely check one out because they're they're unique to the country. Yeah, um, I didn't know those were open early. Yeah, no, I always get stuck at Starbucks and I hit it. Well, <laughs> to be fair, I was in Korea and the same recently on a trip. Same thing was going on out there. But yeah, I guess it's just American culture where. If you're a cafe, I think prime time is like 8 a.m., 9 a.m., you know? Yeah, you get that early shift. I mean, I, if I come from Los Angeles. and Los Angeles, it really is a city that never sleeps. You know, you have people doing uh, deliveries and uh, people are out doing jobs. You know, you have a lot of people doing construction in the middle of the night. And, um, and they need places to eat. So you have diners everywhere. And they're 24 hours. And it's really easy to find a place. Uh, you're never too far from a diner that's open or a restaurant that's open. Yeah. In Japan, that's you're kind of limited, and and the harder I think about it, the more I I think like well, I question whether a place is open or not. I think mm. um one place that it's you getting could go, better. I think cafes in general. If you're in Osaka or Tokyo or Kyoto, I think slowly I see cafes opening a little bit earlier. But yeah, not you're not gonna get any kind of cool local spots. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about. Maybe McDonald's is one of the other places that's open 24 hours. Oh, yeah, yeah. So no, you have places like McDonald's, and you also have convenience stores. So the convenience stores are still open, but... Um, you can't do any of your big plans. I'm sure no one's planning, hey, I'm going to go to McDonald's today. Like, yeah. It's just like these functional places that aren't you know good or exciting. Well, it's a bummer. Like, if it you're coming to Japan, you probably don't, you don't like, have well, a lot of time. You're going to make the most of your days, yeah. right? Can, and you probably want to try what the Japanese breakfast is. Mm. But the, the problem is most Japanese breakfasts are done at home. Like, I mean, yeah, people rarely uh, do... Uh, a re- go, there are very few restaurants that do, like, Japanese-style breakfasts. Yeah, which is, like, fish and rice and miso soup, in case you didn't know. I'm not a big fan. I'll, I'd love to eat that for lunch or dinner. But something about me in the morning time, I don't know. I'm just not ready to... Uh, Maybe I'm just super American or something, but I want some cereal or toast or eggs or... Yeah. I don't know. I feel the same way. And I do wish there were more places to get, like, I mean, eggs and toast or eggs and... Um, and they're, they're, those places do exist, but they still don't open until 11, and 11 yeah, or I mean, 10 or 11. It's amazing. cafes and stuff that don't open until, like, 12 or 1. It's, it's bonkers. Um, so you're thinking then... Ah, well, then they're probably open super late, right? Maybe they're open to like 11, midnight, 1 a.m. Wrong again. <laughs> uh, yeah, they typically, these kinds of places, typical hours. I mean, if you're a bar, you serve alcohol, it might be open later. But again, talking about a cafe, say 11 to 8, typical hours. 
cafe would you agree with that yeah i would say 11 to 8 is usually the 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 times that they're open yeah um it's pretty standard closing time so they're not like extended hours or anything because they open so late i just feel like caffeine is a morning drink (laughs) that that one just defies logic to me um but anything like you want to go to like a department store which are you know big out in japan a clothing shop any kind of shop you get like 10 o'clock i'm like oh yes that's awesome they open an hour earlier like 11 is the magical hour where all things open and you're very very lucky if a shop opens before that and and for travelers i mean be warned that sometimes you look at google and it'll say opens at 10 and you get there and it still might not open yeah. till 11 i mean people also, don't hours really do a good generally job. aren't posted either yeah. so like yeah google is pretty helpful because it does actually list hours or if you look at like the shop you know sign or the door many times there aren't hours listed uh, however google can be wrong often too so it's a catch-22 situation um yeah that can be frustrating like you know like when you meet sometimes I take the day off i'm gonna hey hey let's hang out with matt maybe i'll wake up early matt and i are both up today at like seven or eight right but there's no point to meet until like you know 11 or noon because what are you gonna do and then we're gonna tell you some things you can't do but you know for us living here it's like you just do those same things over and over it's not that exciting um but there's some tips and tricks and especially if you're traveling sure a big one for me is temples and shrines um which essentially me living here long term being someone who's not very spiritual those just function as like parks honestly um but yeah those are open all the time you can hang out there anytime you want you know um so if i'm traveling somewhere i'd like to go check out temple or shrine sometimes so yeah and even, at 8 even the most like um ornate temples and stuff they'll close like gates to one section but there'll mm-hmm. always be a section Small that's open you know and sometimes you'll be there pretty early in the morning and people are already there like praying and stuff you know mm-hmm. it's pretty interesting um and a very relaxing place to go in the morning yeah they're, i mean they're beautiful there's something as much as like mornings here are, are pretty boring because there's just not a lot going on there's something really beautiful if you get out and see japan i, I guess because matt was saying it's calm it's usually a place where there's a lot of hustle and bustle, you know? So, yeah, you see, you know, it's generally older people walking or walking dogs and like you would anywhere. But, yeah, I, I tend to find, for me, shrines or temples are kind of my favorite places to go. How about you? Um, I'm One place I would say is, like, gyudon places are usually open as well. It's kind of a weird thing to eat in the morning, uh, but it's like... meat really in the morning. Gyudon is like a beef bowl, you know, they have rice with onion and beef and uh, miso soup. Um, yeah, for me, it's not the best breakfast, but if you are out early and you do need to eat something, um, that is a place where you could get something um, that's cheap mm. and filling. Yeah. So if you're going to go hiking or something, that uh, might be a good way to start your day. When you go to like Kyoto, which is a super touristy area, so probably any touristy area, this would apply, and you go out like 9 a.m., 8 a.m. It's like legitimately only tourists you see out because everyone else knows better, right? Yeah. And you just see them like wandering, like looking, like confused, and I always just laugh, you know. And, and lost. Yeah. And everyone just always ends up at Starbucks. You just see like giant lines of foreign, foreigners at Starbucks or McDonald's. And maybe I, yeah, yeah, I avoid that. So I, I, I've I done know. that a few times on the Tokyo bus, you know, the overnight bus. Mm. I had it. I got in so early that nothing was open until ah, yeah, except yeah, McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I remember our Tokyo bus trip, actually. I sat there for, like, three hours. I was sitting on a bench or something. Like, for me, it's just such a waste to spend money somewhere. A waste a meal. You get three meals in a day to eat awesome, like, Japanese food. I don't want to waste it on something bad. But, yeah, you kind of have to. 
Yeah. Um, Anything else? Mornings? Any other tips? Well, I would say that, you know, by station, near stations, you might find a few places that are open a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, Coke, was it Coco Row? The Coke, Coke, Coco Curry? No, the croissant place, the chocolate croissant. Oh, St. Mark's. St. Mark's. Is it St. Mark's? But uh, yeah, anyways. St. Mark's Cafe. But what is chocolate croissant? Oh, chocolate Chocro. Chocro. Yeah. Uh, Very that, good chocolate croissants. Yeah, yes. chocolate croissants. That place will open earlier as well. Okay. So sometimes near stations and stuff, those places are open. I'm obsessed with that place, and I don't know if it's um, a nostalgia thing from like my trips out here. I found mm-hmm. it. To be honest, I found it and thought it was like a one-off, like independent <laughs> cafe. You know, yeah. I thought this place is so cool. The chocolate croissants are amazing and. Remember I told someone who like lived here for a while, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's all right. And yeah, it's a dime a dozen. I mean, they're I mean, they're not like super prevalent, but Osaka's probably got like 10 or something, just to give you an idea. Yeah, the first time I went was in Osaka, and it was probably looking for a place to eat in the morning. Did you like yeah. it a lot? I just think it was yeah, yeah, no, I thought it was yeah. great. Yeah, the, I mean, it's good the, croissants, and the coffee's good, too. Yeah, they have like Vietnamese coffee, and yeah, and no one's probably talking about them, but they're just one of those weird Japanese franchises that's, you know, when you get out here, there's a million of them. They're not really worth mentioning for most people, but I don't know. I have a certain affinity with... I really like St. Mark's Cafe. I don't know why it has that St. Mark's name, but everyone just calls it Chocolate Crow. I like the logo. It's very yeah, old school. Really old cool, school, yeah. right? Some are kind of fancy. They sell like pastas and wine there for like four or five bucks. You know, <laughs> it has a nicer feel. You'd guess it's more like you know ten dollars. I think. Yeah. But um, yeah, mornings in Japan. What about um, Royal Host? Have you ever gone Never to been Royal, there. Royal Host? Royal Host is the equivalent of like a Denny's or yeah. so, uh, a diner. There are Denny's. There are Bob's Big Boys. Mm-hmm. There are um, Royal Host. Royal Host and then equivalent. there's a place called the Ca- Cafe. Mm, not a cafe. It just has a big, big like. It says cafe in English really big on it. I forget the name of it. And it has a big cup of coffee, yeah, like, yeah. you know, for its logo. Those places um, are all right. I avoided them like my first two years living here because I was like, oh, that's not cool. But I've gone and uh, they have their place. They serve their, you know, yeah. little market. They're also typically in places where people drive a lot, like where the yeah, people yeah, are yeah. driving and commuting. And so they're roads, open. Highways. They're open, I believe, 24 hours as well. Mm-hmm. And um, or if not 24 hours, they're, they close open very it. early and yeah. then they close very late. So um, if, if you need to find a place, you could look up Royal Host. They're usually in any major city. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> if you, you might have to be a little desperate, but... Um, they do have drink bars, so you could pay for the drink bar, and then you just get it unlimited yeah, drinks. Like a hotel, it might not be a bad idea. Just like coffee, the hotel breakfast, or stuff. something. You know, just because it's probably gonna be most like authentic local thing you're gonna get. Just because there's not much else out there. Usually, I, I don't ever get the hotel breakfast because I want to like go out and see the city that I'm in. You know, in other countries. But um, yeah, or just honestly, you can save money. Matt's travel tip, you know, we've gone over before is, you know, just go to the convenience store then night before have breakfast ready and just kind of have a slow morning and turn on on nhk and watch it and yeah head out around you know 10 30 so you can be at your favorite place right at opening time at 11 <laughs> yeah <I'm> yeah <laughs> and you do honestly like department stores for example there's like lines on a tuesday or wednesday there's like a line of people outside maybe like 20 on average yeah standing and like get in. right when they open the doors it's, it's kind of ornate you know greeting and you get all these deep bows and they play a little special song <laughs> and you go in and yeah, it's just kind of regular life. To do. I remember the first time I did that, I'm like, man, this is so weird in Japanese. But, yeah, no, that's pretty standard. Yeah. Um, places, have you done hiking? 
because we did mention that for briefly but have you done hiking in the mornings because yeah, yeah. i find that like that's one one way to get around like if you're visiting you know to spend some time hiking because they can't they don't close the hiking paths and stuff and if, if it's early in the morning a lot of people are often climbing the mountains or or you know exercising in the areas parks are just the same as well hmm. um those are good places to go and and visit uh, if you don't have anything else to do, if you're an early bird and you wake up at like five, <laughs> you have nothing else. You could get out to a mountain at like seven and, and do a nice hike. Yeah. Um, so I recommend those. Uh, if you're in Osaka or a place where there's a river, you know, walking up and down the river at that time is really peaceful and, and a, a beautiful way to see the city. Uh, if you're it's, it's walking... Pretty much nature stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I always recommend those those um activities if you have a chance Mm -hmm. um but yeah that's mornings in japan i mean there's not much else to say but you know just sleep in if you can um if you're an early morning person make sure you have lots of activities to do books to read Mm -hmm. uh switches to play Well, I think we're going to end the show with a kind of unique segment that maybe we'll keep doing, which is going to be called Fast Questions. Rapid Fire uh, rapid Questions. Fire questions. Yeah. Uh, we get, you know, we've been getting a lot of messages almost on a daily level, which is great and awesome. Um, and some of those we use to make full episodes on for kind of like deeper questions. But we get kind of like a lot of simple questions or maybe ones we've answered before, but our podcast catalog is pretty deep. And maybe people don't go back that far. So um, just kind of kind of a refresher you know of kind of the popular questions we'll go over so yeah and we're going to mention a couple of your names so you know yeah. thank you for writing uh we'll use your hacker alias this is hacker alias wicked jeep nc uh he wrote us a while back about a month ago asking about like the fast and the furious car culture like is that a thing is that real if so like how do you go see it what would you say that I would say you don't see it very often. There are specific places you'd go to see car culture. Um, I would say that Hollow, it's Halloween, funny enough, mm. uh, in um, America Mura is actually a good time to see like some of the car culture uh, in Osaka. But uh, I'm sure there's other neighborhoods and other places. But yeah, I'm sorry, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know many. You know any? I know about Tokyo. Um, like a lot of the Inaka kind of places, the countryside, so like Gifu and Gunma are really famous for this kind of drifting and street racing. It was definitely bigger in the 90s. Um, you know, I had it when big, GTO big, was out. And yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. That. even yeah. late 80s too. Uh, I think the you know, police and stuff kind of cracked down on it a bit. Uh, but those people still do exist. Uh, up in the mountains, you know, is where you want to go. I don't, I don't have any names I can name out for you. If you YouTube it, there's some. There's a really good channel. I wish I knew the guy's name, but um, yeah, you can write. One guy wrote, and I gave him the channel's name. But in Tokyo, there's definitely a big culture for that. Um, we don't really see it out here. Just kind of lowrider culture, which uh, is kind of interesting and cool. Yeah, neither David or I are big car guys either. So you know, you're probably probably the wrong people to ask. Yeah. Um, so anyway, in but terms of living here, question. living here for six years, we don't really see it. If I did, I would definitely like go watch it. You know, it'd be cool. But it's something you really have to seek out and find. And I think it's kept secretive for a reason because you know it's illegal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you got to be in the know and in the underground. But it does exist. But yeah. we're not the guys. I wish we were. If you're into model cars, you could go to Nipponbashi where they have like a lot of 
car shops like um for model cars like yeah building models or the custom cars and things like that collectible cars next one is hacker alias vanilla macaroons which i like those oh, too yeah uh, cool, they basically said they're gonna come visit around Halloween time. They want to know what the weather is like around Halloween, which is only like a month away. So, right now it's like jean and t-shirt weather. But last week it was like a million so degrees, hot, like yeah. tank top and scorching. short shorts, scorching but hot. Typically, one month from now, Halloween is a little chilly. Yeah, I find that it does get cold. It drops pretty um, fast. Yeah, yeah. Usually on Halloween, like people are, you're wearing your costume and you're, you're like, I didn't plan for this. <laughs> I would say like fifties, sixties, like you know, light jacket weather. Not yeah. heavy, not heavy jacket, but like, uh, you know, jean jacket, jeans. I went boots, out as black, sweater. black from Tech on Concrete, one of our favorite anime movies. Mm-hmm. Everybody should watch it. Um, and his costume is just kind of like a shirt and shorts. Mm. Yeah, and I made a mistake. It was cold. <laughs> I told this person that it really depends where you are in Japan, too, you know, if you're yeah. in Hokkaido or, you know, Fukuoka. But, yeah, in general, what we said is, like, Tokyo, you know, to Osaka will kind of cover you there. I think it's, like, a light jacket weather. All that right. would be my recommendation. Next one. Thanks for the question. Annie Catherineer. <laughs> Annie Catherineer. At least so. How would you say that? Yeah, Annie Catherineer. She asked for kind of, like... Vintage shopping, museums, food places to go. She likes sneaker culture, uh, Tokyo, Osaka, or Kyoto. I kind of directed her back to, we have lots of episodes about those places where we talk about like our favorite stores and shopping. Yeah, and vintage clothing as well. There's a vintage clothing podcast. There's a Tokyo, mini Tokyo podcast, uh, Osaka city guides, like Shinsaibashi. We made a, we do our top places. So we generally talk about those places there, but price range is a big deal people ask this question i think it's kind of a culture difference um if you're into you know looking for cool japanese fashion and stuff you gotta be where you put down money i think my understanding when i lived in the states 10 years ago is people don't really want to spend more than like 50 dollars for tops or 50 dollars for bottoms or in japan you're looking at people spend 500 dollars well you saw a t-shirt today oh, yeah. at a used store for how much that was used that was used oh yeah. my god shop was used yeah <laughs> five hundred sixty dollars it was long sleeve this t-shirt long sleeve oh it's t-shirt. just a short sleeve t-shirt oh, okay it's margella if you know margella yeah. um but yeah so i mean like a lot of the cool stuff here is pretty expensive to be honest so you got to be willing to pay i think a lot of people come here thinking oh, i'll buy some used stuff and i'll get some really good deals sometimes actually like the stuff here depending on what brand you want can be more expensive here than it would be in the u.s there's certain brands that like people here like that we don't like as much back home or vice versa as well um so yeah well, you gotta check out you gotta check out jam jam is in uh, osaka Jam's tokyo um i believe there's one in kyoto yeah, too right flamingo chicago yeah, flamingo chicago's are good shops i think we um, mentioned in those episodes she's Second asking street. like 50 dollars shirts around 50 yeah, yeah i'm saying jam would be a good place yeah. for that second street might be all right i mentioned um, beams tea and harajuku will get you some shirts around 50 dollars yeah. too it's a cool shop. It's really cool, like, designed. For shoes, she's looking for, like, unique fans or Converse, like, kind of, like, one-offs, you know? Honestly, like, they're generic places, but I guess probably people don't want to talk about them because of that. But there's a store called Atmos, which is in Kyoto and Tokyo. It's good. And ABC Mart, honestly, will have kind of select stuff. Mm. Uh, yeah, they have cool shoes. I just can't. They never have my size. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. If you're under 11, you're probably going to have no no love. I'm a 10 and a half, and I do okay. If you're over 11. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for clothes, I recommend no matter what you're looking for, like United Arrows or Beams are pretty good, just because like they cover everything from like prep to kind of like 
streetwear. So it doesn't really matter your style. They'll have something for you. Those places are going to be like yeah, $200, you know. Something's going to wrap up $200 there, mm. $300. So anyway, that's that. Uh, Hip Hop and Brews was yes. a cool guy who wrote us. Uh, seemed like we had a lot of similar interests like hip hop and beer. He kind of asked for kind of cool clubs or unique sites. And yeah, we're going to try to do that tonight, right? <laughs> Hip hop and, and beers. I hope so. Yeah, he has like only six days. So uh, we recommended him our 14 day trip to Japan episode, which, you know, he could obviously just cut some of that stuff in half. Yeah. But I say, you know, if you want good beer, hit a uh, Hitachi no Nest. Mm-hmm. That's a, a good place in Tokyo. It's in, near Akihabara. Um, for for hip hop in Osaka, you know, I'm going to recommend. Um, I don't know, maybe Club Stomp, Night Wax. I don't know, but it's hard to find like information on I these places. I think I told them West Harlem and Kyoto's a okay. good place for yeah, kind of yeah, underground yeah. hip hop, small. Soul Blood. Soul Blood's gone. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Uh, nowhere in Kobe. Kobe is horrible for nightlife scene. There's literally nothing. Yeah, uh, but yeah, those are a couple. Um, next up, I am Stephen Gold. This one we might ask you now. We might turn into a bigger episode. We could just do it now. He says, have you ever done an episode about making friends in Japan? As someone who wants to live here long term, I want to hear your thoughts about making deep relationships with people. I imagine it might be different depending on how much Japanese you know. Do you want to do like a full episode on this or you just want to do it now? Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to, hard to really say. I mean, a lot of the Japanese people that we interact with on a day-to-day basis are people that we work with. So they're kind of already in a lot of ways acclimated to Western you know western culture in a lot of ways i could go on um, this like i could do a long talk on this for me my first year, year living here was kind of i've never really talked much about this was it was awesome but i felt a little bit void of something and it took me a while to figure out what that was and it was it was really challenging to make friends i i thought um i think it's kind of stereotypical that it's difficult to make friends yeah and i japanese people. i didn't believe it to be honest because Korea was such the opposite of that and the cultures are quite similar and I was like nah 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 to be honest I was the most social I ever was in my life in Korea and the thing was in Korea just people always were the ones who initiated the friendship I never one time went up and like talked to someone and that's just how I am in general I'm a shy person so the outgoing nature of Koreans was really good for me like it complimented me well but mm-hmm. in Japan, where you know people often don't just come up and chat you up unless they're drunk, like we were just eating dinner, and a guy, as we walked in, Matt's wearing a Beastie Boys shirt, and he said, "I'm I'm a member of the Beastie Boys," but you know, in broken e- in <laughs> yeah, broken yeah. English, and I don't yeah. know, he didn't seem like he would really wanted to be our friend. <laughs> yeah, it almost yeah, it's it kind of like condescending, shouting it at yeah. you. Yeah, um, so you get that sometimes, but you don't really get someone just come up and like. I was chatting you up and buying you a drink like we get in Korea. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I think me getting used to that made it really, really hard. So it's relative to where you come from. And ne- and yeah, b- neither David or I are particularly like yeah. I, we're kind of shy. <laughs> we're shy guys. Yeah. <laughs> in, in some ways, I don't ever just strike up conversation with someone unless like we you know we're holding like the same record or like we're you know yeah so you have mutual interest but anyway long story short yeah i would for the first time in my entire life i was like 30 then i would like go out to like bars and like try to like make friends with people but just couldn't bring myself to like to do it you know and a couple of people i need i don't know it was just always just wasn't wasn't right it felt 
after having so many good friends in Korea, it just felt so forced to go through that process again. It wasn't yeah. really happening naturally. And still, like to this day, all my friends I have now are either from my job, which aren't typically Japanese people, or my old Japanese friends I had before living here. I've yeah. not made any... Ah... Uh, one or two in six years I, I would recommend like if you're first coming things like uh, couch surfing was what we did but That's so, so things that yeah. things that have to do with um, you know probably do, going to foreigner bars or going to places where um, there's a lot of intermingling from people that are, are a little more outgoing like Japanese people that are outgoing and and want to meet foreigners or practice their English or things like that and then you might uh, you might find people that are a little more willing to like open up mm. in those kind of places. And if you meet, speak Japanese, I assume it's pretty easy to make Japanese friends. But yeah, yeah. we're only speaking from you know speaking very very little. Uh, again, shared interests really help. So if you like some kind of you like records, you like for me clothing, sometimes are opportunity to make friends with people. Yeah, uh, but a lot of my acquaintances have been met that way. You know, you know I, I recognize mm-hmm. people and they come up and talk with me and stuff. You know. On, if I bump into them or something yeah, on the street. deep, but long-lasting friendships for us, couchsurfing was the best way we made most of our friends. So yeah, yeah I don't know if that's still. So going what on would the equivalent equivalent be now? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe staying at hostels or um, you know, with hostels with big communities or people that are long-term there might be helpful as well. I feel like there's been opportunities for me, honestly, but I'm kind of just saturated with. I don't really have time for yeah. more deep friends. To be honest, I was. I don't know how to say it without, like, sounding, like, pompous or something, but I, I don't have room at this hey, point. Hey, listen, I'm a dad, David, I work David and I have a hard enough time keeping our yeah. friendship together, you know? So, <laughs> I don't have room for Matt, and I don't have yeah. room. No, I, yeah, it's just... It's we have a lot of. Problem. I mean, we have a lot of friends. We're getting older, you know. Um, we have our our families. You know, what I'm saying, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. We're it's, out at shows a lot, and you get people, yeah. and it gets it, to a certain point where it's like, okay, do you want to exchange numbers? And I don't typically. If they said it, I would do it. But yeah, yeah, I might kind of do it. Anyway, I have room for one or two more friends, so you know, <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome to join. For join me, me my uh, yeah, it just seems i'm kind of boring now too you know i don't know if people want to <laughs> hang out we hang have out other friends anymore. who have reported back <laughs> yeah. it's, hard, it's hard to make friends here too, yeah right? granny shakes you gonna talk about meeting them you say that for later uh, uh yeah yeah i mean sure uh, it was yeah. So I was contacted by Granny Shakes. That's you know, real name, right? yeah, yeah. It's not <laughs> yeah. not a real name, what? but I'm not gonna say their yeah. real names. You know, okay. just in case you know uh, they don't want me to. But um, yeah, they contacted me and said they were in Kyoto, and I coincidentally was going the same day. Um, and uh, yeah, we got to meet up and have some coffee, and uh, it just they kind of picked my brain about living in Japan and, and things like that and I really appreciated getting to meet some some listeners of the show it's always interesting to see what uh, what they're coming for you know why they're coming to Japan why they're interested in Japanese culture and stuff like that so yeah it was a really great great meeting so uh, I'd like to do more meetups and meet and greets and stuff like that if um, if the, in the future we're able to do it but usually you know our, we have busy schedules you know podcasting is not our full-time job yeah. <laughs> we're not making a ton of money doing this job yeah it'd be cool if we could do it you know like the issue is that most people who want to do meetups are traveling here yeah so like for us it'd be opportunity to like hey let's do it and everyone meets up you know but uh, people are traveling so they're, they're not here so yeah they might it's not difficult be in Japan. to do it you know once i don't know how forever. many japanese listeners we have uh, people japanese we're listeners or 
our listeners that are in Japan. Yeah, yeah. it'd be interesting to find out. So if you if you live in Japan and yeah, we're more yeah interested in hearing up. more from from you guys, and we could do a bigger meetup perhaps. Yep. Than one on ones. Uh, Jack Cast three thousand is one we talked with a lot. Yes, this is a cool dude. Uh, he's uh, British born, living in Australia, and he asked about a number of things. Uh, he kind of taught us about like Japanese culture seems to be pretty strong in Sydney, which we were surprised by more so than London. Um, that was interesting. Um, do yeah, it, it doesn't surprise about? me all that much because a lot of the Australians that um, work at my um, my school. Mm know Japanese or knew Japanese because they took Japanese lessons yeah you know, which is to me that's like really foreign because like none of the schools anywhere where I live taught ja- Japanese same here he likes Sweary games if you don't know Sweary he makes some cool video games yeah uh, Deadly Premonition check that out yeah it's coming out on Switch Deadly Premonition and Deadly Premonition 2 are like a kind of like a sequel I guess I haven't played the games I'd uh, like yes. to check them out some really good questions Again, tell me if you want to do a longer episode on this because I think we could. Uh, he asked his friend how Japanese art, mainly music, can be so strange but also so prolific. Um, there's a Japanese approach to creativity he's heard about where people are funding art, sign off the money to make it, and then believe to a certain extent that the artists will just make what they're going to make. So pretty much just like they kind of just trust the artists, you know, here. Yeah. Is this approach to funding creativity something you've heard about? Do you want to do I, I think we need to do a time. full episode okay. on this. I, I find this this very fascinating. I don't know much about patronage in Japan. Like I know a lot a lot about the music industry just from like uh, going to a lot of events mm. and learning about like how um, how the music industry works or how um, you know the old the old guard used to you know I don't know sell like k-pop or not j k-pop but j-pop you know and stuff to the masses right so we're saving that but uh yeah yeah we'll put a pin in that and we'll come back to it soon so jackass thank you cacho slang says hey guys awesome show i've been listening to get a lot of tips uh sounds like we like a lot of same things he talked about how he liked the seppuku pistols were awesome basically i think he kind of like wanted more recommendations of that group or like where to see those shows I wish there was more groups like them. They're the only one that I know, unfortunately. If you don't know them, they're like a very traditional, play traditional instruments, but kind of punk style. Check them out, Sapuku Pistols. Uh, he asked for like venues to see kind of punk stuff. So I said Nama Bears in Osaka, Nama Bears, yeah. King Cobra in Osaka. There's two King Cobras. They're both good, multiple floors. More kind of indie artsy stuff, which is actually where I saw uh, Sapuku Pistols was at Hell of a Lounge in Kobe. Super cool place, pretty cheap, really random groups you see there. Uh, I kind of say, in general, Japan is like less about the venue and more about the night. Yeah. So one venue, one night might have a hardcore hip hop show, and then the next night it could have like Inca. You know? Yeah. Maybe not that extreme, but in general, it's like these nights, and you'll see like Volume Eight, Volume Seven. And that means like how many times they've happened. So you kind of have to check the schedule, and honestly, you just kind of have to like look up the bands to get the kind of feel for that night, and be like, "Yeah, I'm in the reggae. This is a reggae night. I'm gonna go." There's not like really like reggae clubs. Yeah, something that might be helpful is find an artist that you like, look up up some flyers, and then look up the other acts that are on there with them. Mm. That's how I found some some acts that I some artists that I like and artists that I listen to now. Yeah, you know, because it, it, you're right. The venue's gonna have a certain night like a punk rock night mm. and then you could look up the punk rock artists on the bill and then you could find music that way tanzan hilft 
uh, asked do you really like Shimaki Dazawa and Akimeguro is there somewhere like that in Kansai not really which is yeah, one reason it's why it's not exactly the same yeah. one reason why I love Tokyo is because they have places like that that's kind of what you're going to get in a big city is kind of more nuanced uh, like unique neighborhoods we have places that are just like that but it's just so not concentrated you know that's yeah. really spread out you might be disappointed if you're trying to compare Horie Yotsubashi area kind of has some of that flavor yeah. but mixed in with like a Uruhara like the backstreet of Harajuku too um, and then you're saying Nakazakacho Nakazakacho would be like yeah so a little feel, bit yeah, yeah. far less establishments you know yeah it's no kind of growing life. that no neighborhood's life. growing a little bit but they do have like a lot of the bohemian kind of cafes and then vintage clothing shops mm. uh, Shinsaibashi I'd say like kind of where we are right now is kind of um, you could find yeah you could life. find places uh, that would be for great for nightlife it's like a shibu it's got like mostly a shibuya feel with a little of that artsy flair so yeah 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 alright uh, Kyoto I don't know <laughs> I mean yeah. some of those alleys it's back there sleep, yeah like over by um, La Siesta mm. like some of the I guess red light districts probably are the best places for net, nightlife and things like that yeah alright Gion in Serpent wrote us and she really likes like electronic kind of underground kind of gothy industrial was the feeling I got from her yeah I was asking for places like that we're not experts in that stuff I've come across it before but Matt recommended to her techno bar D floor yeah which is a really cool it's no it's like where people seem to go before or after this is in Osaka by the way yeah Yeah. techno bar D floor it's where people seem to go before or after they're going to see that kind of music and we happen to be there so maybe go there ask around you could kind of find uh, the kind of cool spot it's a cool bar to go to yeah. if you're just into that electronic music maybe Club Stomp as well they have nights sometimes they do soul music or they'll do ambient techno or something like that but that might be a place to check out too yeah and that's in Osaka as well she's going to be in Tonoji so asked about Tonoji recommendations Matt gave some which were the temple Sumiyoshi yeah Ta- Sumiyoshi Taisha. Taisha is a great temple to go to it's big there's a lot to see there's often weddings there and stuff which, which is really interesting hmm. um, there's also a, a big park nearby and some ramen shops and a couple of places to eat so you know it's a nice place to go if you're down in Tenoji. Uh the the Shinsekai is also an, an awesome neighborhood it's an old uh, an old red light kind of like uh uh, black market and yeah, it's pretty grimy it's pretty it's cool, grimy though. it's cool to see and it's kind of become a little bit of a tourist trap but it's where kushikatsu is um, from so kushikatsu's fried stuff on a stick it's good yeah it's delicious so you should go there too all right steven b wheeler says where do you get the japan rail pass anywhere special nope any travel agents fine it's yep. like a standard price you're gonna get the same price so any right. any travel agent will help you out with that uh next let's see if we have any more uh, that, nope, that's it. That's it. Yep, so write us, give us some more material, and we'll do fast questions with you. Uh, yeah, that was just about a month. We only record twice a month, so we should have a similar amount next time. We'll do it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, please send all your questions, comments, concerns to Japan only. 2.0. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, email. <laughs> it's all. <laughs> japan 2.0 spell out point um yeah thanks for rating and reviewing us uh we've gotten a lot more ratings and reviews we're at five stars on itunes which is nice thank you everyone 
Um, but we need more, you know, it helps with the algorithms, you know, we want to beat all those other Japan podcasts. That's right. <laughs> we, we got eyes, eyes on you, locked on you. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah. Song of the show. You have any ideas? Yeah, it's going to be, we're going to start off the morning right with pancakes, right? Why I am Yim. Yeah. Uh, it's a female rap duo. And they have a song about pancakes, and that's what we're gonna listen to today. So, uh, yeah, Ohio until gizamas. next time, Ohio Gazamas. ハナカラスのより灰になる私行き詰まる腹たまらず